Folks, the only people that don't get off this time of year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With the NFL ball season and the NBA in full swing over the holidays. And let's not forget the NHL. Let's not forget the National Hockey League, folks. After all, this is a hockey podcast. Bet Online is not taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available that you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Tell them Santa sent you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Enjoy the show. All right, Steve, time to fess up. Number one or number two? I can't believe you heard that. I, I, I was trying to be number clever. one or number two. So, folks, I, I started, we record on Zencaster, and I started the Zencaster room, and I thought, hey, I can be sneaky and sneak off to the bathroom real quick and get back before Quiggs gets on. Wrong. I could not. It was funny because the timing of it was perfect. So I log on to, like, our little chat room or whatever, and I do the typical, like, yo, what's going on, Steve? Up, no. To no response. I hear no response from, like, a human but in like at the exact time in the exact timing that Steve would respond, I hear a toilet flush in the background. <laughs> so it was like kind of a funny thing to start this this episode, I guess. That's some real like nineties like morning zoo radio kind of shit right there. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, for the record it was a number one. That's why I thought I could get away with it. And Ah Yeah. The crowd was dying to know. The crowd was dying to know. They, they need to know. The, the audience want, was desperate to know if it was number one, number two. I'm glad it was number one. Number two gets a little messy sometimes. I don't think it, I would have risked know. it. I, I would have just, yeah, you no. know, I would have just tried to make it through the show or I would have had to delay a significant portion of time because I'm not rushing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get the, ma- you get, do you have, do you have magazines in, in like uh, books in your bathroom to read you know it's one of those fun ideas that like back in the day i tried doing and now it's like everybody just uses their phone so yeah <laughs> they're not in there point, yeah. uh, maybe um i do have a couple like vintage like magazines lying around here by vintage i mean like i think i have a couple 90s playboys that have never left my possession so, i was about to say as a playboy and then it actually was i'm pretty so. i have a couple <laughs> i definitely have a couple well that's so when my dad so my dad moved to Myrtle Beach a couple years ago. And when he left, he packed up a bunch of stuff and just like was like, here's your old stuff and like gave me boxes. And I went through the one and I found a 90s Playboy calendar in there. And I was like, excuse me? This wasn't my oh old boy. thing, Dad. <laughs> and I sent him Goodness a picture gracious. and I'm like, hey, um, in my box of childhood stuff, I found this. And he's like, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like keeping books in your bathroom is, is never a good idea. I mean, it's not I mean, sanitary. That's, no, it's not sanitary. And that's how you get caught being a meth dealer. That is true. That is how you get caught being a meth dealer. It's, it is known. 
Yeah. We keep If you're a meth Whitman. dealer listening to the show, which I'm sure there's a lot of meth dealers who listen to and addicts who listen to the show. Listen, they got to keep up on a, hockey. Yeah, they got to keep up on hockey. Hockey. This is an extremely uh, unhinged show, so it makes sense that uh, uh, I, I shouldn't be joking about this. If you have an addiction problem, please seek help. We love you. Um, but yeah, if you're a meth head, you probably listen to this, and uh, I'm sure you enjoy it. So what a what a turn from my original opening topic, which was going to be: Have you ever heard the word Stanley Cup associated with something besides the ultimate prize in hockey? I personally have not. So the other day, Emily turned to me and she was telling, she got some gifts for her coworkers. And she said, uh, for my one coworker, I got a Stanley cup. And I was like, Oh, is she a big hockey fan? Like, I, th- I'm just thinking she got her a replica Stanley cup or something. And apparently it's a, a brand of like stainless steel cup is Stanley. So we were talking about very different things. And it was, uh, it was funny to me. Cause I'm just like, I, I couldn't fathom hearing the word Stanley cup and not thinking of the Stanley cup. Yeah. That's uh that would confuse me too. I think that would really screw me up. Yeah. Hockey fans were just wired differently. Like that's <laughs> just no way we're not thinking of anything else there. How much do you think a, full-size Stanley Cup replica would cost? I guess it depends on how high quality the replica is. And I'm thinking, I'm going to base this off of Renaissance Fair replica sword prices. I'm going to say $500 for a high quality replica of the Stanley Cup. So, so far I'm finding one thing and... Oh, never mind. I don't think this is the actual size. I don't. I don't know if you can get like a full size replica. As you should not be able to, because yeah, there's only one Stanley Cup, the greatest trophy in sports, bar none. There's no debate well, there. There. This there is are, one area. There are four. <laughs> there are four Stanley Cups. But you know what I mean. It's the greatest trophy in sports. Yeah. No, it's the best. You're yeah. right, though. There are four Stanley it. Cups. That is a good fun factoid there for everybody. Oh, excuse me. There are three. Three, not four. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> yes, but th- regardless, there are multiple. But you know what I mean? Like, there is, it's it's the Stanley Cup, and there's nothing else like it. You know, other sports can try, but their trophies are all trash, okay? The NBA's trophy with its, like, what, funnel basket and a ball yeah. at the end? Stupid. MLB, oh, we've got 1,600. That's the worst one. Oh, my God. There's 1,600 little flags to break off at any point. Terrible. Oh, the Lombardi Trophy? What even is it? What even is it? It's stupid. I do kind of like the Lombardi Trophy, but um, it nothing is better than the Stanley Cup. And uh, I only like the, the Lombardi Trophy when the Philadelphia Eagles are hoisting it. Big Dick Nick, Tom Brady dropped the ball, Philly special. Oh, yeah. The World Series trophy is the worst of all of them. And that's like baseball's been around forever. Baseball's been around since the 1800s and they couldn't come up with something better than that. It literally looks like a participation trophy in Little League. <laughs> like it looks <laughs> awful. It looks like it's not made of actual brass or gold or whatever the hell it's made of. Like it looks like it's made of that like plastic bullshit it's too elaborate that you get on participation trophies there's there's way too much going on the great thing about the stanley cup is the simplicity 
You know, it, it's just perfect in its simplicity. I guess that's why you could give the Lombardi trophy the runner up because it's something that you could grab with your hand and hoist up. Yeah. The, the MLB trophy, you cannot, you cannot just hoist it up in the air simply. You have to grab two hands and really make a whole thing of it. It's like you're, you're grabbing like a, a, a vase at your mother's house or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just not, it's too much work. Okay. A sports trophy is something that you are supposed to be able to triumphantly hoist over your head. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what? I actually just realized there's one trophy that I think is a very, very good, uh, a very good trophy. Um, and it is the coach's trophy, the like crystal football that goes to, uh, let's see, who does it even go to? It's, uh, it's awarded annually to the NCAA division one FBS college football national champion. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. I ain't hoisting it though. It's made of crystal. That shit's going to break. It's, I mean, yeah. That's the best thing about I still the Stanley think it's Cup. Cool. The Stanley Cup is the coolest because you can, people have dented it. People have just done unspeakable things with it, and it's still standing, yeah. baby. Nicholas Abe Kubel did his damnedest to destroy the Stanley Cup on purpose, Steve. And he failed. The NAKGB know that there is only chaos with that man. Oh, yes. Very aware. It's a known fact. It is yeah. not. Absolutely. Honestly, like, he really is one of the most chaotic players. Because, like, he just, he, like, had to take a penalty every night. So, like, you knew that the Flyers were going to have at least one penalty. It's just mandatory. Dictated yeah. by law. It was like, yeah. It was like a prerequisite. Nicholas Abe Kubel. I haven't heard that name in a hot minute. So, that's uh, that's a fun reminiscent there. And my, uh, perhaps my favorite name that I've come up with in the entirety of Flyberbly is the NAKGB. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, who came up with Body Bag Hag? That's me and was Craig. Me and the Craigster. That that was good. Um, we have Body Bag Hag, uh, the Wrist Alliance I'm a fan of, uh, Morgan yeah. Mafia. Who else? I feel like we're missing. I mean... The Dutch Gretzky. The Dutch Gretzky. Well, I didn't even come up with that. That's. I think that's a legit nickname for him because oh, it really? it's on Dale Vise's uh, hockey reference page. No way, really? And I got it. I never oh. heard it until my buddy Jim said it. And my buddy Jim would like yell it out at games. And I was like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've heard in a minute. So I had to. I had to bring it to the show. That's <laughs> all. I but have never heard of this. I only heard of it because of Jim, and I don't know where Jim heard it, but Jim repeated it to me, and that's where I got it from. But is it Dutch Gretzky? Yeah, we would go to games um, with like this Bourbon Steve and regular Jim, who was just always kind of drunk. Love Jim. Oh yeah. Uh, I hope his employers are listening. No, but we would go to games and like we would have a bunch of like uh, happy hour drinks from Han dynasty in us. And he'd just start going, it's the Dutch Gretzky. <laughs> Love it. it says it on his Wikipedia page. Yeah. I don't know where it started. I guess maybe that's an actual thing that people call noted crappy hockey player, Dale Weiss. Yeah. Uh, do you know Dale Weiss's middle name, Steve? I have no idea. Let's say Frank wrong. It is Kenton. Kenton. 
Like K-E-N-T-O-N? Yes, Dale Kenton Weiss. That just rolls off the tongue. It does not roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. Uh, He's just Kenton. Awful Awful name. Awful player. I'm just Kenton. Yeah. Dutch Gretzky. I can't really come up with a whole I'm just Ken parody for Dale Weiss right now. I haven't had time to think. And that's also why the Hallmark Holiday Challenge is going to be delayed a few days, maybe a week. We'll see. I'm sorry, not sorry on that one, folks. But my brain, I've been, just not to brag, but I've been acing my my graduate studies. And that's taken up a lot of the brain power lately. So I, I'm going to, the Hallmark Holiday Challenge is one of my favorite traditions around these parts. It will happen. It will either happen with Ryan Quigley next week or perhaps, perhaps it'll be part of the airing of grievances that will be taking place this Friday, this Friday, folks, at the Live Casino Sports and Social. Come out, Festivus Party, Flyers, Red Wings. We got food. We got booze specials. You got Steve. You got Kelly. You got Italian Joe. You got, I don't know who, else, who the hell else is going to be there, but it's going to be a damn good time. So come on down to the casino and spend Festivus with the rest of us. I will not be there, but if you're not there, you suck. I don't will suck fight because you. I can't be there. He will fight oh, you. Oh, I'll fight you. Show up. And, I, and I will win. I use yeah, weapons. It's, he knows Kung Fu. I, I don't, but I do have a sledge. So You have a sledge? Yeah. There you go. You never know. You never know, Steve. <laughs> it's going to be a damn good time regardless. But the, the Hallmark Holiday just call Challenge. Me, just call me Triple H. Why are why are you Triple H? Because that was Triple H's weapon of choice. Ah, see, I I don't know these things. As uh, I am a noted uh, not knowledgeable about wrestling guy. Yeah, Bill Bill Matz would know. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Bill, Bill would understand. As many people will tell you, I am definitely not Bill Matz. Yeah. <laughs> to now, I will say this: I have not watched WWE since sixth grade. <laughs> But from like second to sixth grade, I was obsessed. Like absolutely, like it was ridiculous how into WWE I was. I've never been into wrestling, but I've often been friends of, with people that are into wrestling, especially in middle school, because I I went to three different middle schools in three years. So I had to make a lot of different friends in that time period. Mm. And somehow I kept ending up hanging out with kids who were into wrestling. <laughs> it just follows you around. It just follows me around. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Like I never followed wrestling, but I do remember like uh, ECW. Oh my God. Like stuff like that. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about this, but I'm just here politely hanging out with the wrestling fans. And yeah. So Festivus. Friday. It's not quite on Festivus. It's on the 22nd, but it's close enough. And I don't know if sports and social is going to give us a metal pole, but I'll be there with my microphone to air your grievances. So come down, air your grievances to me, hang out. Let's eat some crab fries or whatever. I don't think they have crab fries, but they have some good stuff. I've enjoyed the food. (laughs) It's going to be a good time. Very good food. Very good food. Always great hosts over at live and it should be a damn fun time. And it's Friday night, guys. What else are you doing? It's not quite Christmas yet. You don't have anything going on. Come down. Flyers Red Wings. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game. It'll be a lot of fun. So who knows? Maybe it'll be another one nothing shutout win for the Flyers. I would hope there will be more goals than that for excitement's sake, but that was 
quite a shutout for the Flyers. And I had a couple of things I was going to get into, but they can hold off because that's a great transition into talking about your Philadelphia Hockey Flyers, who have won three in a row now since last we spoke, including that one nothing win over the Detroit Red Wings. And that was an impressive win because the Flyers were lacking both Carter Hart and Travis Sanheim, who were both out sick in that game. It, uh, incredible. I mean, listen, taking on a Devils team that has that kind of um, that kind of talent and that high-powered an offense – taking them down on the road in Newark, that's not an easy thing to do. And I was talking about the Red Wings, but the Devils work too. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it. Uh, I got it all mixed up. Um, well, yeah, I mean, hey, the Red Wings game too. Sam Erson, baby. Sam Erson, the Erson. son of Urs, man. He has shown up and he's – dude. What a story this guy is. We've talked about him a little bit, but it's really impressive how good he has been as the Flyers backup. And honestly, that's been one of the big things missing throughout the Carter Hart era for this team is a reliable backup, a reliable guy who can really step in and step up to the plate when Hart is out. Yeah. I mean, he's been incredible. And I know that his start to the season was very rough. Um, I believe he allowed 12 goals on like 50 shots against in his first two starts or something. Um, it was really bad. Like he was really, really bad to start, but I think he finally got into a little bit of a rhythm, figuring out what kind of different, uh, approaches he needs to take as a full-time NHL backup goalie, because being an NHL backup is very different from being a, a regular starter. Like you have to approach the game totally differently. There's a, there's a lot that, um, a lot of different preparation elements that are just, they're different. And it seems like he's figured it out now. And now he's getting regular starts and he's looking like, I mean, just incredible. Um, I mean, so looking at his season as a whole, if you, if you exclude his first three games of the his first three appearances, uh, the third of which he actually came in in favor of Carter Hart, I believe um, it was, he's been incredible. He has over, I believe it's over 10 games. Um, he has a 0.929 goals against average and a 1.85 save percentage. Oh, baby. And on top of that, he's been basically perfect in the shootout with a perfect 3-0 and record in the shootout. <sighs> How crazy and he's turned is that? It, and he's turned aside 9 of 10 shooters. How crazy during is the that? Little, the Flyers yeah. are good in the shootout now. Yeah, incredible. It's incredible. This, no one had predicted this. No, that like, definitely no. was not something that people predicted. I'm stunned by it. Like, it's kind of like you would have thought, okay, in the previous decade, the Flyers would have been good in the shootout because they had Claude Giroux, right? Claude Giroux just had those sick moves, those silky mitts. And no, they were trash in the shootout. They were absolutely horrendous. Mm. And all of a sudden, Sean Couturier has become just like the king of the shootout. Bobby Brink had a great winner in the shootout the other day against the Washington Capitals. And Sam Erson is just shutting people down left and right. It's incredible. It's it's weird that the Flyers are the greatest shootout team in the history of the NHL. It's wild <laughs> how they just, it's wild how they just made that, you know, that, you know, kind of metamorphosis so quickly. They must, um, they might actually be the worst shootout team 
in the history of the NHL. If <laughs> I'd have to do a deep dive, but they have to be yeah. down there. They have to be one of the worst. Historically, there's no question that they are among the worst shootout teams ever. But not anymore, Steve. Not anymore. At least now not they got shoot. Sam Erson. The son of Ers, man. He is just killing it. I'm loving it. And uh, yeah, I love that Coots has a signature move and he also can just go in and just, you know, fire away. Either way works. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I got to say, I'm loving the fortitude from this team lately because one of the stories throughout the first month and a half or so of the season was that this team needed to score first to win. They needed to be up. And that was the only way they'd win. And they've been changing the narrative on that lately. And they've just been finding different ways to win. And, and they're sticking in there in the standings. So, I mean, this past week alone, they beat Washington 4-3 to in the shootout. They had a gutsy one nothing shutout of the Detroit Red Wings. And then they had a, a really great win over the Devils 3-2 to in overtime. And that was a game that they were down in the third period. Tied it up. Got it to OT. And uh, hung on and... Uh, would I? I think we got to talk at length about Owen Tippett's winner yeah. in that game because that's easily one of the Flyers' goals of the year so far. It was just a filthy, filthy steal from Owen Tippett, and like the Devils had two men in the defensive zone, and Owen Tippett pickpockets a dude and has a just phenomenal top shelf shot to finish it off. Oh, as a guy who absolutely loathes the New Jersey Devils, that was so, so satisfying. I think one of my favorite things about that goal is just the fact that it was um, it was the Hughes, Jack and Luke Hughes who who kind of like connected for the overtime winner against the Flyers just a couple weeks ago. Oh, them old Hughes boys. Philly. And then on Owen Tippett's game winner, who who did he get that takeaway against? He, he stole the puck from Jack Hughes trying to pass the puck to Luke Hughes. Ah. So it, it it came full circle a little bit. The brotherly and, I mean, love that interception. Was just, it was <laughs> – that that's a good little nickname. But – that was just an incredible play by Owen Tippett. I mean, like the defensive takeaway, the aggressiveness to get in there, steal the puck away from one of the best players in the world, and then just rip one past, I believe it was, uh, uh, not Akira Schmid. I'm forgetting his name. It uh, doesn't really matter. But um, Devil's goalie. But, I mean, it was just an incredible, incredible play. Um, uh, Vitek Vanacek, that's what it is. Um, just an incredible play by Owen Tippett. And I mean, that's what you want to see from him. And honestly, like Owen Tippett has kind of gotten not quite, he hasn't really gotten hate, I would say, but like some fans are a little down on him because he's just not like, he's not scoring two goals a night. You know what I mean? And first of all, he will never do that, but He's noticeable every single like it's a basically a guarantee that he is going to do one or two things each game that make you you know it kind of brings you out of your seat a little bit you're just like oh what's he about to do here like whether he just builds up some steam in the neutral zone and darts right into the offensive zone past the defense and um gets a nice scoring chance or like i mean he does 
noticeable things every night, it seems. And that's good. You want that from one of your more important players. Oh, sure. And a guy that you really have to make a decision. Is this a cornerstone player for the next few years? I, I, I think this is a guy, especially depending on what the Flyers do for the rest of the year, because, you know, as we're about to hit the new year, you start to wonder, is this a team? I can't believe I'm saying this, but... Is this a playoff team? Because they're they're in the thick of it still. And going into the new year, it's a legitimate question. I think I saw a stat. I think I heard it on like uh, NHL Network or something. Apparently, like if you are in playoff position at like the turn of the year, like when you flip the calendar to the new year, apparently you have like a something like an 86% shot at making the playoffs. I might be getting that wrong. I mean, if there's like, one team that can absolutely bungle an 86 percent shot it's a philadelphia team oh make no mistake like we like, just watched absolutely. the eagles have one of the worst choke jobs in in eagles history oh god the other night. don't fuck and that's as much don't, as i want to say about yeah. it but as a philadelphia yeah, fan you. of course it's not a surprise to me it's not a surprise no. i i saw it no. coming because i can just foresee doom on the horizon at all times so yes. i don't want to get my hopes up too much but that's a hell of a stat in the flyers favor and Listen, they're beating good teams. You know, Washington's right around the Flyers in the standings. The Devils came in with a lot of heat to be the winner in the Metro. I think a lot of us were predicting them. I think they were in my Stanley Cup prediction this year. And, you know, to beat the Devils is pretty friggin' impressive. And this team, they've beaten a lot of good teams. I think at this point, you have to say the Flyers have some legitimacy to them. Yeah, I mean, they beat the Devils, they beat the Colorado Avalanche. Now, granted, it's, it seems like the Avs are kind of going through it a little bit right now, bit, especially with Devon Taves coming out and just calling out all of his teammates, basically. Um, but, I mean, they've been great. They've been really – I mean, they are – I tweeted this last night. It's not a secret anymore. This Flyers team is just a downright good team. They're 7-1-2 they in their last 10. Yeah, they're they're excellent. They're and in second. They're in second in the Metro. I didn't realize they're they have thirty nine points. Yeah, they are playing the best hockey I've seen them play since pre pandemic. Well, well before pre pandemic. Well, no, no. I mean, pre pandemic, they were playing pretty great hockey. Like, let's I mean, not let's not forget about the Flyers of February and March twenty twenty. They right, actually yeah. were crushing it. They were really good and exciting. And then COVID. So that was the last time I saw the Flyers play this this well. And it's been, yeah. dude, it's been fun, man. Like, I'm having a blast watching them. And, like, I've been denying it all year. I've been saying, this is not a playoff team. And I'm trying not to get my hopes up. And I'm still trying to remain very tempered and measured here. But I have to say... We got to talk about it now. Like we have to talk yeah. about this being a team that can make the playoffs and who knows what the hell they'll do once they get there. But this is a team that's, they're a good hockey team. We just have to say it at this point. They're a good hockey team. Yeah. And, well, and like you said, like there are still plenty of opportunities for them to fall on their ass. Oh, for sure. Like the Disney on ice trip ha- is coming. Folks. I was about, to, I was about to say the Disney on ice trip is coming <laughs> up, but let's not forget. They swept the Disney on ice trip last year. Oh, hey, how about that? Like, so who not like maybe I'll do the same thing this I'm not expecting that at all but like they are a very very good 
well-coached team. Like, John Tortorella is getting the absolute... And we knew this was going to happen. Dad Tortorella, man. (laughs) Dad Tortorella. Dad Tortorella is getting the best of every single player on this team. Um, Except for maybe a couple guys. But, like, for the most part, everyone on the team is playing their best hockey that they can play. Like, let's talk about in the Devils game. Who did the two regulation goals come from that game? Ryan Paling. Ryan freaking Paling basically won that game for the Flyer. Obviously, Owen Tippett got the winner. But Ryan Paling was the only reason that the Flyers even got to overtime in that game. Tortorella's getting the best he can out of Ryan freaking Paling. Yeah, and, and that's not to say Ryan Paling's a bad player. Like, no, but Ryan he's, he's was, a bottom six guy. He is, yeah. And, like, he's, I mean, he's been a healthy scratch multiple times this season. Yeah. So, But, I um, mean, to get that, to get, you know, to get an effort like that for, in that kind of game from Paling is huge. And, like, you're yeah. seeing it from a lot of guys right now. Like, to see Couturier bounce back like he has, obviously a lot of that is just based on the fact that Sean Couturier is a goddamn good hockey player. But also, like, I don't know, Torts is doing something, putting him in the right position to win. Uh, Bobby Brink. Bobby Brink, yeah. who had... Uh, so Oh, that play he made against the Devils, where he, he made this gorgeous defensive play awesome. to... Um, uh, he, he basically just kind of stripped the puck away from Jack Hughes. Like, Jack Hughes... Jack Hughes is a damn good hockey of, player. Yeah, he, he was a damn good hockey... He's a great hockey player, but he was, like, low-key kind of going through it against the Flyers the other night. Nah, that's a shame. Um, but basically, like, he just steals the puck away from Jack Hughes, and he springs, of course, who else? Owen Tippett for, like, a partial breakaway. Yeah, that was awesome. I, and Excellent play. And the big Brinkster had... You know, he had a, a goal in the Washington game, I believe, right? And he also had the shootout winner in that one. And he's a dude who's just been stepping up to the plate when given the opportunity this year. And you love to see it, uh, what he's gotten out of Forrester so far. And let's talk about Owen Tippett again, because like Owen Tippett was such a head scratcher for people in that Claude Giroux deal, because the mm-hmm. Claude Giroux deal, people were very unhappy with the return on that when it first happened. They got... A first round pick in what next year? I think it's the first round pick, something like that. This coming year, this coming yeah, year. this year's draft. So a very delayed first round pick, and a guy that just seemed like kind of a washed out prospect. You know, it's like we already had Nolan Nolan Patrick. We don't have to go through that again. And Owen Tippett has become one of the best goal scorers on this team. And, you know, that's one that we'll give Chuck Fletcher credit on. But we also have to give a lot of credit to John Tortorella for finally unlocking whatever it is that Owen Tippett has in him. Exactly. Yeah. And like, listen, I I know that he is not exactly the most consistent player. Like we still will see Owen Tippett go through spurts. Yeah. When you, we'll see him go through spurts where he's just excellent and he's dynamic. And then we see him go through longer stretches where he's not scoring, but the kind of dynamic play doesn't really end with him. Like he's always, he's always doing something at every game. It seems like to kind of catch your eye and he sticks out and that's, that's important for a guy like him who, I mean, he's going to, he's going to get a pay raise pretty soon here. And, um, when he, I don't know how big, I don't think it's going to be a huge, but like, it's not like he's going to be making like 8 million a year or something like that. Right. But, I believe that it's an important contract to get right because like, it depends yeah. on how long you sign him for, uh, because like, for instance, we talk about that Farabee deal. 
the Farabee deal might look amazing in a couple of years, especially if he keeps, you know, bouncing back like he has this year, uh, because he's what making what five mil a season. And yeah. for a top six forward, that's a really, really good value to have. Uh, so tip it. If you can get him somewhere in that range, that's great. Because there's a lot of lousy contracts around the NHL. I mean, hell, the Flyers are the king of lousy contracts. And it's important to properly evaluate that guy. And the thing is, if a goal scorer is streaky, right, you got to make sure they're doing stuff the right way in other aspects. And uh, big James Van Riemsdyk fan. I think he's an awesome guy. But James Van Riemsdyk, absolutely invisible when he was not scoring goals as a Philadelphia Flyer. Yeah, exactly. And... I mean, listen, some players can get away with that. Like Alex Ovechkin, especially early in his career, um, or Patrick Kane. Like, like it's kind of funny. It's like that uh, there's this gif of um, some, like a team scoring against the Capitals, and then Alex Ovechkin is just like gliding in completely motionless, and they put like a little like – player one icon above his head so it looks like his controller died or something like oh i saw that just no effort i love that yeah like no effort on the back check at all it's just like really funny but like ovechkin or patrick kane can get away with not playing defense because they are the two two of the best offensive players literally to ever play hockey so like (laughs) it's all right if they're not exactly focused on defense um if you're owen tippett or if you're honestly any player on the Flyers right now, you kind of have to be a little more two-way focused. And um, the only I mean, guy we've you seen can justify at this point is Travis Konechny. Yeah, but even he's excellent oh, defensively. Konechny, now. I mean, we talk about unlocking potential. Torts has taken Konechny to the next level. Konechny has been a whole different player under Torts. Like he's been way more consistent. He's a true leader on this team. He's he's a top ten goal scorer right now. You know, he's really. He's become a, a more special player, and we always thought he was a special player. Always big jerk store fans around here, but he's reached another level. And I think Tippett and Konechny are just two of the prime examples of what Tortorella's brought to this club. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I think one of the, I think one of the funny things about Konechny is, uh, uh, and this is just a little anecdote from last night against the Devils. Like, I, it was one of the Ryan Paling goals. I can't remember which one, but. Um, Ryan Paling scores and everyone's getting together to like celebrate with him or whatever. And then you just, <laughs> you just see Travis Konechny fly in and just start yelling shit at the other team. <laughs> like he, he can't help himself. He's constantly, he's constantly playing the pot star and it's just, it's so fun. I just love Travis Konechny. So I wanted to bring that up. The but. man is a Philadelphia flyer. Like he is a, a great oh, yeah. Philadelphia flyer. And that's something we've known since day one, but to, it just makes me feel good to see homegrown talent really start to blossom. And that's what we've seen the past two years from Connecty. He better be an all-star this year. I know the all-star games doesn't mean shit. He better be an all-star. I'm going to be pissed right. if he isn't. That man deserves it. Everybody deserves, like, the year when Wayne Simmons went to the all-star game, for instance. Like, that was really awesome. special because Wayne Simmons yeah. had been a grinder his whole career. And that was a guy who cherished that. He really enjoyed that moment in the spotlight. And I think Travis Konechny is one of those guys who would really love that moment in the spotlight. And I think he deserves it. So, and you know, I felt g- good for Kevin Hayes last year, but TK was the all-star on the team. Yeah. And Kevin Hayes didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve like, it. And TK, TK more than deserves it this year. Top 10 goal scorer. How can it not happen? It needs to happen. Yeah. The, the only reason Konechny didn't go to the all-star game last year is because I believe he had that injury 
um, in like the late fall, early winter or something like that last season where he missed a little bit of time. Um, if he doesn't get hurt last year, he's going, he's going to the, to the all-star game. So in this year, I think he's going to be going. Um, I don't know who else from the Flyers would be going. It's it's got to be I mean, him. They're a second place team right now, so that's actually something you could talk about being multiple guys. But I mean, Travis Sanheim would be my other vote if you're going to get one. Could in there. be Sanheim, yeah, because yeah. he could be up there. I, I still don't think he has enough uh, league wide no, respect no. yet. So nobody yeah, on this team but, really has league wide respect. You know, it's uh, one of the great things. Like when you look over at the other teams in town, you've got. The Eagles are a juggernaut. They just came off of a Super Bowl appearance. They are, you know, regardless of how the last few weeks have gone, they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. The Phillies just went to -to back-to-back NLCSs. They have one of the highest paid rosters in in the major leagues. You know, like, they are a team with high expectations. The Sixers had the MVP of the league in Joel Embiid. And the Flyers... The Flyers are just, they've been wearing the underdog mask in the locker room all season, and it's very appropriate for this team. And I love that they've embraced that because this is a team of underdogs. This is a team nobody expected shit out of, and now we're talking about them maybe as a playoff seed. And I I love it, man. I love the just gritty, like, Philadelphia. This is a Philadelphia team right here, a team that nobody expected shit from, and all of a sudden, you know what? They're, They're clawing their way into the spotlight. I love it. It's funny how far we've come over the last even just couple months. Like to start the season, we most people were probably saying something along the lines of, "Let's tank, baby! Like let's get the highest draft pick possible. Let's get Macklin Celebrini. Like you know, we screw the season. We know it's going to be awful. Let's just get the highest pick possible." And I mean, that was only a couple months ago. And now you look at where we are, and people are just like, "Oh, baby, we're going to the offs!" Like it's just it's a total one eighty. And fans are excited about this team again. Like fans want to watch the Flyers again. Now, granted, like they're still not, I don't like they're not selling out the arena. Like their, their attendance still isn't the best. It has been obviously much, much better in the past, but like fans are starting to come back now because the team is good and the direction, the team actually has a direction now. Whereas previously, they they were just kind of throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. <laughs> now, they are going through a rebuild. And, I mean, listen, we'll see what they end up doing at the trade deadline. But, like, so far, it feels like Danny Briere has said mostly the right things. Like, you know, we're sticking to the rebuild. We have our plan here. We're not deviating from it. Like... It, it it I mean we'll see if their actions support what their words are saying but um right now if if they do in fact move forward like sticking to their rebuild and they still make the playoffs that's damn impressive so yeah you you got to love what you're seeing right now from the Flyers I mean everything in Flyers world as insane as it is to to say it's pretty good pretty 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 good. Pretty good. And it, oh, yeah, I mean, they they threw seventy seven pounds of shit at the wall last year, and we saw what happened. It was not fun. <laughs> not a good time for anybody. And now we're having fun again. We're all laughing. It's like it's crazy, man. I'm enjoying it. Hopefully, the ride continues. Again, I'm trying to temper my expectations because part of the fun has been not having lofty expectations for this team. And I think if I continue with that healthy attitude. Uh, if bad things happen, I will not be gutted because it is the hope that kills you. 
Uh, that is what they say. Steve. That is what they that say. Is what they that is what they say. But that doesn't mean we can't have fun along the way, folks. Yeah, no. Worry. I mean, uh, listen, we've said it time and time again. Like, as long as the Flyers, it doesn't matter if they don't make the playoffs. Like, they're, they weren't, they quote unquote, weren't supposed to make the playoffs this year. Um, and if they don't, and if they fall just short, I won't complain about watching fun hockey, you know, like in, in you shouldn't either. No one should. No it's, one should. it's fun. This is why we watch it. Hockey should so. be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Hockey are these tattoos that I sent you, which is uh, via the bar down Instagram, which was based on a tweet from, what is that? Concanic Concanon, something like that. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, uh, two caps tattoos based on video game characters. One is TJ Yoshi, and the other one is what is that? It's Marowak Nicholas Backstrom. I don't know. It's a Pokemon Nicholas Backstrom. I don't know Pokemon very well. That is a uh, a gap is that in my Marowakstrom. Marowakstrom. That must be it. Marowakstrom. Marowakstrom. Th- thankfully, we have somebody better versed in Pokemon than than I am here. Marowak, Nicholas Backstrom, and TJ Yoshi. TJ Yoshi. I think that I've see. I've it, forever it, heard Oshi and thought of Yoshi, so that yeah, a hundred percent appeals to me. They called it Marowak, Nicholas Backstrom. They should have just called it Nicholas Marowakstrom. Yeah, I don't know why. That's it's right there. Yeah, it obviously was the intention. Yeah, come on, guys. But come on. So this brings up a fun conversation that I love to talk about. Um, uh, actually, well, uh, so the ca- the question see. is, yeah, if you were going to get a Flyers tattoo combining like a flyer and like it could be a video game character, it could be a cartoon, it just could be any sort of character you can think of. What would it be? My first my first thought is a very fun one, and that would be a Scott Hartnell Chewbacca one, because if anybody reminds me of good old Chewie, it's Heartsy. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, God, let's see. Who would I get for mine? Oh, boy. This is a really hard question. Um, it is a hard question. Like this, is, this takes a lot of thinking. Let's see. The other one I, I mentioned, and it's not one I would get, but uh, Wayne the Tank Engine. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Wayne the Tank Engine came that's to good. as well. Uh, Claude Jerome. Uh, Cla- Claude Jerome. Mewtwo. That is good. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm sticking to the Pokemon theme here. Uh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, hold on. I need to, I need to go through these and kind of, uh, kind of figure out Can which you, Pokemon names. What about Travis connect? Travis connect go with any good Pokemon. I'm just not feeling creative at all right now. And like, so I'm sure you... he would. Okay. Okay. Well, that's okay if you're not feeling but... creative, but you, you did. I mean, tattoos are near and dear to your heart. I don't have any ink. They I are. probably should get ink at some point, but I also have terrible skin. So, you know, um, but you have lots of ink and I know you really enjoy the tattoo game. And I know you had something in conjunction with the tattoo theme here that you wanted to bring up. Well, it's not so much with tattoos. Oh. In fact, oh, wow. It is very much about Pokemon. Oh, okay. So it went the other direction. I was expecting tattoos 100% because I know you're very proud of your ink. 
so it went to the Pokemon direction, which I'm shocked by, but uh, I'm delighted by it at the same time, even though I don't know shit about Pokemon. Oh, well, so I was going to say, so my girlfriend and I have recently re-downloaded Pokemon, and it's one of the greatest decisions ever. Oh, yeah? Um, oh, it's been a blast. I don't know why I ever deleted it. If you are... Is it Pokemon Go, or is it just like straight up po- Pokemon? Pokemon Go. Okay. So I played that when you it first have came Pokemon out, Go. and my phone could not handle the game at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it ended my phone <laughs> but like yeah my phone was like burning hot i was like i gotta catch one at the park yeah like the, now it's fine like i think iphones are able to to like handle it now that game was like, ahead of its time yeah it was back then my phone was going through it um but my girlfriend and i have redownloaded pokemon go best time ever and basically my question for you is which Pokemon would you like to see on the Philadelphia Flyers? And I, this is tough for you because you've never really... Well, Jigglypuff, obviously. Jigglypuff would be... I, I know about five or six Pokemon, and it's mostly from Smash Brothers. Because I've I played a lot of drunken Smash Brothers in dorm rooms uh, at St. Joe's yeah, and Arcadia. Yeah. But... Um, which is where my friends went. I went to Temple and I was a commuter student. So no such luck on that front. But yeah, I know Snorlax is a one, right? A large one. He's a big boy. Yeah, I, I think Snorlax is a perfect Philadelphia flyer, especially for the Ken Hitchcock era defense, because big and slow is perfect for Ken Hitchcock era defense. And Snorlax and Charmander are my votes because Charmander is a big old badass, right? A big dragon. Yeah. Well, so Charizard is the dragon. Charizard. I'm sorry. Charmander. Yeah. Yeah. Charizard. That's what I meant. Which one's Charmander again? Is that like a, a Salamander or some shit? Charmander is his first like version. Oh, so okay. it's Charmander, then Charmeleon. Oh, so that's Bobby Brink. Charmeleon evolves into Charizard. So Charmander's Bobby yeah, Brink. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Like, so, you know what? I'll say this. Squirtle is absolutely Travis Konechny. That's another one I know. Squirtle, Squirtle, Squirtle. Squirtle is a little asshole in the show. Like if you see the episode where Ash gets Squirtle, like Squirtle is just, he's wearing his sunglasses. He's too cool for school. He's starting all this shit with everybody. (laughs) Like that's exactly what Travis Konechny is. So yeah. Travis Konechny also in that vein has some very Sonic the Hedgehog traits. Oh yeah, Travis connect me. I'll get I'll get a TK Um, Sonic the Hedgehog tattoo. I I think that if if a Pokemon were a flyer, it would have to be a fighting type Pokemon. Like I I know a lot of people would be like, "Oh, Gyarados, Gyarados would be a great Pokemon on the fly." Like I don't think Gyarados would be on the flyers because when I think of Gyarados and like who his NHL counter count or who its counterpart in the NHL would be. I think of like. Uh, so I just looked up Gyarados. McKinnon. Gyarados is like a sea serpent. Yeah, like when I think of Gyarados, I think of Nathan McKinnon. Okay, you know what I mean. Like I think of someone just incredible, and then I think of Mew, and I think of like uh, Connor McDavid. So it's like oh, and the, the that's great- one I know Mew from my Smash Brothers days, and what a, yeah. an annoying fucking competitor. Just like when you play against Connor McDavid. Yeah, yeah. Just like like it's it's like why is so. this moving so smoothly? I don't understand. Is is Connor McDavid just levitating? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I think Gengar would could put potentially be on the Flyers. Gengar would be a good Flyer because he is he loves he's a little trickster. He loves to fuck with people, um, and that seems oh, like yeah. that's also kind of like a little Travis Konechny vibe. The, as well, no, so. he definitely has like evil TK eyes. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, they, I'm think like realistically, if I had to look like. I think Polyrath would be a good one, and Primeape would be a good one. So those two would be on the Flyers for sure. I mean, Polyrath is basically Nick Delorier already. So <laughs> I just looked up Polyrath, and Polyrath's like, am I looking at this right? It's like a weird blue frog thing with like a hypnotism circle in the middle. Yeah, with a circle. Yeah. <laughs> He looks like Nick Delorier in the weirdest way. Yeah, just put a, a, a weird beard on him. And actually, I got to give D'Lo some credit, too. He took notes on the beard and much better yeah. this season. He actually has trimmed that shit nicely. So props to D'Lo for up in the beard game. I think I might be wrong, but I think Rasmus Ristolainen has also been kind of keeping his a little more under control this year, too. So he wasn't looking great. The Billy Goat thing. Um, what's with these fins and the Billy Goat? goatee like I don't know. I'm like telling Patrick you man Lainet was doing it like I don't, blonde, I don't know what's going blonde on. facial hair is a little tough sometimes you know yeah it's you know, my, my heart goes out to the blonde facial hair guys it's tough guys yeah no it's time times are rough <laughs> well that's not yeah, you. So. you you don't have that like that Finnish blonde hair that like Eastern not European, me no but yeah. yeah I know some people do though no and, I, uh, I know a yeah. couple yeah and the one guy I know like that just cannot, cannot grow facial hair. He tries occasionally and it's like, nope. I, I He quickly understands why he did not try this for a long time. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But those uh, who can, real qu- can rock it real good. Real quick. One last one, like a Pokemon Flyers player comparison. Flareon would be uh, simply because red hair, fire. So... Rick Flareon. Rick Flair. <laughs> Rick Flareon. That's, that's a, a tattoo one, yeah. I'd get. I get Rick Flareon. That is a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Fantastic. Outstanding. All right, folks. I think that's a good spot to end things on. I feel good about that. I hope you do too. And I hope throughout this holiday season, you enjoy my favorite Yule log of the year, which is. Brought to us by the good people over at South Philly 80, one of my favorite little South Philly t-shirt shops. And that is the South Philly Burn Barrel Yule Log. It is a Yule Log that you can find on YouTube that is just a burning trash barrel at the Italian market. Please put that on in the background on your TVs in all of your homes throughout Christmas time and New Year's and everything. It's lovely. <laughs> I really appreciate South Philly 80 for going out there and creating that. Yeah, that's all. I was watching that a little earlier, and I was like, oh, what better way to get into the holiday spirit? It just makes you think of just uh, fumes you shouldn't be inhaling and Rocky running in his sweatsuit through the Italian market. It's just beautiful. It really is. It truly is. But yeah, folks, that's it. That's it. That's all there is. If you have any feedback for us, the best place, I guess, is on Twitter slash X. 
You can find me over at Flyperbly or Bomb. I'm not checking it that much. I apologize, but I do check it occasionally, so you can still hit me up there. And I will check it out. And the podcast promotion is still going there. It's Flyperbly on Instagram. It is Flyperbly on TikTok. Got to do more on there. I'll never stop uh, saying it, and I'll never start doing it. But that's where we are with that one. And, uh, yeah. It's also Blue Sky, Fly Purpley, Blue Sky, Estee Bomb. I'm trying to do a little bit more on there, but there's nobody on there. So it's like talking to an echo chamber that uh, nobody showed up for. Yeah, Quigs, where can people find you for some good old feedback? I'll tell you what, Steve. They can find me at Ryan Quigs with a Z on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Blue Sky uh also make sure to go to broad street hockey please subscribe uh go to broad street hockey i just published a story this morning about sam erson and his excellent start to well not start but his excellent play over the last few weeks uh i think you may enjoy that story um so go check that out and uh yeah we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a lot more stuff coming out over the next uh several months because flyer season is well underway and this team is good and it's been so great having we're you all back. excited to be right about it it's great having you back full time with bsh quigs it really is oh it is great being back trust me <laughs> and you know what i gotta give some shout outs over to uh to maddie campbell and thomas williams maddie and holmes over there who are doing a great job they've been stepping up into bigger leadership positions with the site and you love to see it because they're both awesome awesome writers awesome people and they're they're crushing it they are in fact crushing it maddie and thomas you rule they rule they're really cool and i love them and you should love them too so subscribe to broad street hockey we also have some fun end of year stuff coming out not all of it involving hockey i we'll see how my work day goes tomorrow, but I may or may not have something for Friday on the not for hockey front. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I'd like to have some more stuff out by the end of the year, talking about some just end of year stuff. I enjoyed movies, TV, video games, all that stuff. I like that stuff, which is why I just bought a giant TV for myself for Christmas. So hooray. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. How about that? Please don't rob me. All right, folks, we're going to head out of here. We love you all. Come to Festivus on Friday. It's going to be a damn good time. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow. 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 And one more time, thanks to the good people over at bet online for sponsoring this podcast be sure to use promo code believe b-l-e-a-v in order for a 50 percent welcome deposit